Okay, we are back to podcast, and I hope everyone's had a good day in the Lord. So thankful for uh, the services this morning, and I hope all you moms out there have had a happy Mother's Day. And uh, I love and appreciate each one of you. Thank God for you. And uh, the Lord is is so good to us. He's blessed us in so many ways. And uh, and so I'm just so grateful, so grateful for our church and the uh, the good the good times that we've had recently. We've had really really good services. And I'm I'm grateful for for that. I appreciate the good sweet spirit in the house of God, and uh, Lord's been good. All right, we're moving right along in the Psalms, and uh, we don't forget about next week. Next Sunday we'll be in Jonah. Uh, maybe looking at a few messages in Jonah, but I know we'll have a couple, at least one, uh, maybe more. Uh, as we kind of continue along some of the themes that we've been on lately, I, I want to help you all. I want to strengthen you from the Word of God and your life to be highly enriched from the Bible. I go to it every day for help and strength. Prayer's been my life. You know, it, it, life's not easy. It's not. It's not easy. It's good. It's It's a blessing. It's enjoyable, but it's never easy. And we need the Word of God. We need one one another, and we need our prayer lives. And um, therein lies the burden for the series that we've been in. And we're going to the Psalms again. Psalm 139, another selected wonderful psalm uh, that God has, has put on my heart. For these studies, Psalm 139, um, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal psalm. We know immediately that it is a psalm of David, and it's a psalm about life. It's a psalm about the sovereignty of God, uh, the omniscience of God, and... um, his omniscience, I want to talk about what, what God is and his, his ability and his power. He's omnipresent, and, um, and, and that means that he is uh, ever-present. He's everywhere at the, at the same time. And he's omnipotent, meaning he's all-powerful, but then he's omniscient. And the omniscience of God means that he knows all. He knows all. Now, having said that, that does not run contrary to uh, some things that I've taught even as of late. Because there's some things that he's chosen to not know. So the the best way to handle that would be he has the ability to know everything. And thereby he has the ability to decide what he shall retain, remember, and know, and what he's not going to. And so that doesn't make me nervous at all. Folks, you know, they get a little squeamish when you say, well, God's chosen not to know everything. And folks are like, you know, well, what do you mean? Well, 
Their sins and iniquities will I remember no more, is one. Um, Depart from me, I never knew you. Now, that does not limit his ability. That just teaches us that he made a choice to not know and to not remember. Okay? Now, Psalm 139. This is a psalm that should be prayed. Okay, I I began before I got into this podcast with a little season of prayer, and I'll close when I'm done with the with another season of prayer. And this is a good psalm to pray. Psalm one thirty nine, verse one: O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. So David is is saying he's cognizant and recognizing the fact that God has searched him, God's known him, knows who and what he is. And it's verses 1 through 6 in this psalm show us something of his ability to know everything. So let's run through these. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. He knows when you sit down, he knows when you get up. Thou understandest my my thoughts afar off. Therefore, right there, verse 2. Verse 2 is a, a very good verse, a very important verse. It's a verse that teaches us that uh, God, you can pray in silent to yourself, to God. You can pray to God and let just, just let him try your thoughts. Okay? Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassed my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. What a thought there. All my ways. Now, we, we, we know that to be like everything in our lives, but have you ever heard the ways? I, I love him. I just don't love his ways. Or he's got ways. Or she's set in her ways. More like, if you're referring to me, he's set in his ways. Well, if we're saying that, look at what the Bible says. I love this one. Um, For there's verse number three, Thou art acquainted with all my ways. God knows our ways. God created us. He knoweth our frame. And he knows our ways. Verse 4, for there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, that means look. O Lord, thou knowest it all together. So the Lord knows the very words that come off the psalmist's mouth. Thou hast beset me behind and before that laid thine hand upon me. So this is encouraging to me. This, This reminds me sometimes... In my independent streak, sometimes in my will, sometimes in the life that I live, um, you can feel it alone. You can feel like you, you're you going alone and doing things alone. Well, this psalm is reminding us and promising us and showing us that that's, that's not the case. Look at verse 5. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. 
What encouragement. He's laid his hand upon us. Sometimes, you know, we don't feel like it, like uh, his hand's on us. I pray often for protection and for guidance. I pray, Lord, for favor. You wonder if you have it. Well, this psalm is, is an encouragement that you do. Thou hast beset me and before and laid thine hand upon me. Verse 6, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot attain it. We don't understand. I don't. There's so much in my life that has went on and is going on now and will go on in the future that for the life of me, I can't understand. And sometimes I, I'm a very pragmatic man. And sometimes I like to reason things out, thinking, you know, why doesn't God work in this regard? Uh, if this were me dealing with my child, this is how I would do it. But notice the Bible says such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. The thoughts of God are too high for us. Verse 7, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? Where am I going to go from, from thy spirit in, in my presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Now, I'm going to get into the, I'm not going to delve into this too deeply because we will deal with that in the Jonah, the Jonah messages that are coming up. But, of course, he's in heaven. But Jesus descended into hell. Descended into hell to defeat it. Death, hell, and the grave. And he's saying, if I make my bed in hell, thou, you, you, no, as a child of God, I can't go anywhere, even hell, that he's not with me and has not been. Verse number 9, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Okay. So those folks that wanted to be buried at sea, ashes spread at sea to escape the wrath, the judgment of God. No matter where we go, no matter where we've been, no matter where we can possibly go in the future, He is there. He can find us. He knows our presence. He's ever with us. And He's with us when we desire and when we need Him. And for some, when they want to escape him, he has the ability to find them. Verse number 10. Even there shall thy hand lead me in thy sight, and thy right hand shall hold me. That's the security. The leading hand of God and the securing holding hand of God. Okay? So let's go to verse number 11. Verse number 11. And the Bible says, If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Okay. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and light are both a light to thee. Okay, that's verse number 12. Verse number 12. 
All right, let's move forward. Verse number 13, for thou hast possessed my reins. I love that. Let's, let's go back to verse 7. Verse 7 through verse number 13. Let's look back there. And what we're going to find in verses 7 through verse number 13 is that God is showing us that he's omnipresent. So verses 1 through 6, we see his omniscience. Omniscience means he's all-knowing. All then we come to verse number 7 to verse 13, and we see he's omnipresent, meaning he's, he's everywhere. If we go to hell, he's there. If we're in heaven, he's there. His hands are upon us. They're leading us. They're guiding us. And that's what he's willing to do. Now, it's our jobs. It's our responsibility to maintain that walk and fellowship with him. But he's promised he would be with us. Verse 13, for thou hast possessed or covered, that's what that means, possessed my reins, for thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Okay, to possess my reins means that I've been guided. This is a great, so folks, this is a great psalm. When you have the reins of a horse, or you have the reins of a donkey, or you have the reins of, of, of a dog, there's times I'll walk my dog, it's basically a rein. When you have the reins of something... You got it. You know what direction to take it in. Now, if you, you want to know the will of God, you want to know the direction to go, the, the way, the pathway to take, Psalm 139 is that psalm. Thou, thou hast possessed my reins. Take my reins and lead me. So that means that we're guided. But going a step further, and has covered me in my mother's womb. That means we've been guarded. Guided and guarded. You know, you could have died at childbirth. Never experienced the beauty of life. Since Roe versus Wade, many of us could have been aborted. Many of us could have died along the way. But the Bible says, Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I was born, I think, about six weeks premature. Wasn't sure if I was going to live. But thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. So he must have left me here for a reason. How many of you have, have can say that there, there's chances you could have passed at birth? You could have passed at, at some point in your life, but he's covered you from your mother's womb. Man, what a verse. And because of that, verse 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That means that God has taken his time, his effort. He has considered how he's made you. He's considered how he's created you. He's considered the efforts that he's going to put into your creation. And he says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. God's works are good, and my soul knoweth this. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. You see that? Who I am. Your substance is who you are. 
what makes you up, the makeup of yourself. And we find that my substance, who and what I am, was not was not hid from God when he made me in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance. So God is seeing, all-knowing, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which is a continuance, were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. Okay, Psalm 139.16, let's address this. Abortion is a hot-button topic right now. It's hot-button in our society. Verse 16, what that is teaching us is that even before we were born, our names were written in the book of life. Okay? That's why we find that when you die without God, unsaved, you are blotted out of the book of life. But upon your conception, you are recorded in the book of life. God said this person has life. Their name is recorded. You get born again. The Bible also says you get a new name. So we then keep our names in the book of life forever. But if we die without God, our names are blotted out from the book of life. And he looks at the book of life and he says, Depart from me, I never knew you. Your name's not here. So that's that's instrumental in our teaching. So when we before we were born, our names were written in the book of life. And what we can tell by this passage is that if we reject the Lord at salvation, then our excuse me, our names are blotted out. You'll find that in Exodus thirty two, thirty two, Revelation twenty and twelve, as well as verse fifteen of Revelation twenty and Revelation twenty one twenty seven. And there's no more salvation for us. And then in verse 16, he says, And in thy book all my members were written, which is continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. So how important is a life at conception? Well, the Bible says that God, in the mother's womb, records the name of the child. So obviously, conception is the beginning of life. When you are in the mother's womb, God records your name in the book of life. Do you see that it's plain in this Bible? There's where you ought to stand on life. There's where you ought to stand on the preciousness of life, the brevity of life, the gift of life. And I'm telling you, man, I... You know, I, 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 I'm not in a melancholy place, necessarily. But I can say this. There's been times in my life that I thought, man, is it going to get any tougher, harder, easier? You know, what's, what's the deal here? And the reality is this. Even at its toughest, life is precious. It's a gift. It's a blessing. God's been good to us. Now, I like verse 17. Verse 17 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me. Oh, God, in the psalmist, it exclaims that with an exclamation mark. 
He said, how precious are your thoughts towards me? We might not think that of ourselves. Other people may not think that of us. But the psalmist exclaims, how precious are your thoughts towards me, O God. How great is the sum of them. God has precious thoughts towards you. He has good thoughts towards you. Verse 18, if I should count them, they were more in number than the sand. How many times God thinks of you? Can I be honest with you? Hope I can. I'm your pastor. There's been a lot of times, especially in the past 12, 13 years, that I thought God had forgot about me. That I thought he, he forgot where I was. He forgot who I was. That he forgot to take care of me. He forgot to send that deal, that, that situation. He forgot to send that person. He forgot to do something for me. The Word of God tells us right there that how precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. When you think of me, God said it's precious to him. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more than in, in numbers of the sand. Have you ever been to the beach and just looked at the sand on the shore, but not just the sand in the shore, the sand in the ocean bottoms? Every little grain of sand, God has thought of you more than the grains of sand that make up the water. That the earth is primarily water. You know what that means? That means it's primarily sand. It's not like the dirt, the clay, and the, you know, the red clay that you'll see or the black clay that you'll see. Most of the earth is sand. And water on top of it. And sand at the shores. And the word of God says that God's thoughts towards you are more than the sands of the sea. What a God. When I awake, I am still with thee. You wake up in the morning, you're still with God. How can we not be positive? How can we not be encouraged? How can we not be blessed? How can we not be happy if this is the God that we serve? He's thinking of us. He knows our thoughts. He knows our frame. He knows our life. He knows about us. He hasn't forgotten about us. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, they hate thee. And am I not grieved with those that rise up against me? Now watch this, verse number 19. He, well, he tells them to depart. He doesn't have anything to do with those that don't want anything to do with God. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to be a friend to sinners. But for this crowd that hates, and believe me, our society hates God. They reject God. They don't want anything to do with God. David says in verse 19, Surely thou will slay the wicked. O God, depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. He says, I, I just stay away from me. Leave me alone. I'll let you be. You let me be. I'll let God handle you, but please leave me alone. That's what David's asking. That's what David's proclaiming. I hate them with the perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. 
and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So what, what is he saying here? Let's, let's begin to make our closing statements and our closing thoughts here. The psalmist says that the, he says here in the Word of God that we, God knows our frame. He knows our guidance. He knows where we are. He knows our situation. He knows our lives. And based on all of these things, based on all of these realities, based on where we are, that being the case, okay, we should ask Him daily to search us, to guide us, to let Him know if there's anything in us not liking unto Him and that He doesn't want in us and help us to lead to understanding. Because we have a companion. We have somebody with us every step of the way. And that being the case, every step of the way, if that's it, if that's the truth and the reality, if that's how it is, then folks, we owe it to Him to say, God, would you search me? Would you try me? Would you look at my heart and see if there's anything in me not like you? And if there is, help me, God, to correct that. Would you correct that in me? Okay, this is Psalm 139. It's a great psalm, a great psalm. It speaks of His omniscience, His omnipresence, and His omnipotence. And I hope you'll enjoy it even after we're done here. Take the time to read it and to pray it. In Jesus' name we pray. Good night. God bless. I love you all.